Hi, and welcome to Bad Wedding Behead, a podcast where two best friends drink and discuss which characters they want to send to the bedroom, to the altar, or to the gallows. My name is Meg. And I'm Carla. Each week, we select three characters from a movie, show, or book, and argue whether they deserve a ring, a fling, or murder. While discussing what we like or don't about each. And welcome back to Bad Wedding Behead. This is Delphi. Well, that was awful. Why would you do that to me? This is what happens I I when I ask you to watch a British show. You, you you start taking up my shtick of doing accents, and I don't appreciate it. I will have it. you know, I have been doing terrible British accents long before I knew you. That's fair. Um, but then and you perfected. You perfected the Dick Van Dyke School of Accents. To the point where I couldn't anymore. Like, I'm like, oh, you know what? The master is here. I need to just step back. <laughs> and allow her allow her to reign. Well, there, there um, I don't know what happened Welsh to me characters. just now, though, because I just got so excited. <laughs> yes, I don't know. You, I was not went... pretending to do a Welsh accent. Well, you kind of careened <laughs> from, uh, what's it called? Fat Bastard. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday was Robin Williams' birthday, so I was doing my Mrs. Doubtfire, like oh. open the refrigerator with a face full of whipped cream and go, "Hello!" <laughs> I can't believe you didn't catch that. I I, I did, but I I thought that <laughs> you would take the more as an insult than. Uh, I threw it, and you just watched it fly by your head. I did because I was anyway. terrified of it. Anyway, so who are you? Well, first off, welcome to Bed, Wed, Behead, the podcast where two best friends drink and play Fuck, Mary Kill with their favorites and least favorite fictional characters from all media, but mostly TV and movies. Let's be honest, we don't have enough time or attention span to read anything other than fan fiction. What's reading? I am Meg. And I'm Carla. <laughs> you like, wear the boobs. <laughs> Okay, so very important news that I want to share is that I actually mm-hmm. made Meg watch a show in short order. I, I didn't have to beg her for months. She actually like sat down and watched it. And that's the show that we're covering today. Today we're talking about a show called This Way Up, which is one of my favorite new shows. I started watching the first season a couple of months ago, and then the second season just rained down upon me like just absolute fairy dust. And I couldn't be happier to be sitting here now talking about it with my bestie. Yeah, y'all, it's a very good show. It has, so it's on Hulu. It has Tobias Benzies, who you might know from Game of Thrones, Outlander. He generally plays a giant asshole, um, but he's not in (laughs) in this show. It might throw you a little bit. He's not like a sadistic, he's not a sadistic monster, which is going to be kind of crazy for us to talk about. Um, But I feel like it's big news because I I actually watched two shows this week. That's right. Completed two shows that you asked me to watch this week. I finally braved uh, watching Happy Endings because (laughs) I have a big problem with watching shows that don't end, like that don't have an ending. And so I got to the finale and I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of not resolved stuff, but it seemed very clear that they thought they would be on a bubble. So they ended it in a place where like, okay, it wasn't like someone confessing their undying love and then just nothing. 
No, I, right. I think that they handled it as so much as they So I did that. Could. Um, and more exciting, Carleton Abbey is happening right now, <laughs> which I I actually very much made it a point to not like harass you <laughs> person to person about this show because I pers- I love this show. And I don't love it because I love all of the characters or anything like that. There's just something about it that I just, I, I, I don't know. I have issues. But I've been re-watching it and imagining Carla's running commentary, like, <laughs> like MST3K-ing this show. And, but I don't want to bug, I didn't want to bug you, Carla, because I'm like, I have reached my quota of rich white people shows. <laughs> Yeah, by now you've exceeded it. For at least 2021. (laughs) 2021. Um, You're well into 2023 at this point. (laughs) The next time you can ask me to watch a show (laughs) featuring rich white people is 2023. So sit tight on any recommendations you have. But technically, but here's the thing. Technically, I did not ask Carla to do this. I just happened to suggest (laughs) to every other person that we know that it would be really fun if Carla live tweeted. So if you are curious and you like Down Abbey and you want to hear Carla's amazing commentary, you just started season two. At least they're short. Well, yes, that is true. They're short seasons. That's true. So it's not like I, you're committing to six seasons of 23 episodes. <laughs> but anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. I'm really excited to have that conversation. We actually have a lot of friends who want to do uh, Downton Abbey with us and play yes. Downton Abbey with us on Better Wetter Behead. Um, it'll be fun to try and parse that out because everybody that I've talked to wants to do the same, like, two or three groups of characters. <laughs> And we can't have that. Well, I, I think too we much can nonsense. easily have, so, like, the good people and then, like, the bad people. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if you want to be in the show, sorry, but, but the, the options are limited. But one of the things I do actually like about Downton Abbey is the good people aren't always good. The bad people aren't always bad. You're not far enough really in to see kind of their growth because the show takes place over, like, 10 plus years. Right. So... A lot happens. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about a different British drama that handles mental health issues much more realistic, um, much a, better. It's a comedy drama. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a dramedy. It's a dramedy. It's yes. a dramedy. So, Ashley B. plays Anya. Sharon Horgan plays Shona. And Tobias Menzies plays Richard, the good old dick, Carla. <laughs> How are you finding your way up? <laughs> um, I'm finding my way up by getting all the way down into this bottle of Little Penguin Cabernet. And I've mentioned Little Penguin before because it's my 555 wine, $5.55. And it's still as delicious as I remember with a splash of cranberry and juice. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> yes. The elusive quad five. Yes. $5.55 and five stars. <laughs> And I love it so much. I am so happy that I remember that it exists. <laughs> because I've, I've been trying out like different <laughs> wines and being like, oh, you know, I should branch out and try different brands and everything. And for the most part, I've been like, eh, they're fine. But there's nothing like a little penguin in your cup. That sounds a little, a little creepy. A little penguin. Give me that tiny penguin in your cup. In your cup. You know, you like the penguin. Give me a flightless bird. In your cup. <laughs> Oh 
so happy we're both in good mood tonight. I got a crown put in this morning or this afternoon, so that's been fun. Um, what are you so, drinking? For me, while Anya, 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 and Shona are from Ireland, so I am having a Guinness. I kind of feel like it would be having that almost because I love Guinness and I love Ireland. Well. I, I had a plan to make something else, but I'll make it for our, our next episode that we record. Um, but I did not have time to mix a cocktail. But I love Guinness, and it works. It works just fine. Anyway, so yeah, this way up is on Hulu, and if you haven't watched it, you should. It's two twelve episode seasons, no six episode seasons, mm-hmm. something like that. It's pretty short, um, and it's good. It does. It has great depictions of health it's a comedy it's about two sisters who are in different part stages of their lives and it has a great sister relationship mm-hmm. and there are also many attractive men yes yes there are and women and women yes big shock a tv a tv show big shock with attractive has attractive people, people. <gasps> meg what yeah i am astounded and amazed and it's quite funny that it is Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in, and Carla, I want you to tell me what you think of Anya. I love Anya so much. You know, she's kind of the kind of kind of the kind of she is such a cool person, and yeah, she has a lot of of stuff that she's working through, and and she's um, she's depressed, and she's coping with her depression. Um, she had a, and you know, trigger warning, she, the reason that mental illness plays so, such a big part in it is because before the show starts, um, she has attempted to, uh, to die by suicide. So the show starts off with her in a rehab place, you know, and at the end of the treatment process, the acute treatment process. And then you, you follow her through her daily life and just, you know, um, trying to get back in the groove of what her life is. And <clears throat> her humor is her defense mechanism. It's her armor. It's her, it's kind of like this big blanket that she carries everywhere. And the thing is, like, she's so charming. Yeah, it's definitely her coping. Yeah, yeah, big time. And I think, like, that's definitely relatable because, like, I know that, with anything, you know, big, small, sad, happy, whatever. Anytime that I kind of need to deflect something, it's like, okay, let's make it funny, though. And she's, uh, but she also really cares about people. She she really loves uh, lifting people up. And and that's part of why she's uh, an, an English as a second language teacher. She she cares about these people. She wants them to succeed, and and she's trying to equip them with like real life ways of approaching language, which is why you know like and we 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 had a good laugh about it. But she uses reality TV to help them learn English and you know uh, navigating real life scenarios. But it's very effective because first of all, it's very engaging, and second of all, you know like why not? You know I I, I had a my my one of my favorite teachers she was my french teacher and she she would like do very kind of off the wall things to make french alive for us and i really appreciate this about anya that she really she she really tries to make english come alive 
And her relationship with Etienne is absolutely adorable because Etienne, he comes to to London and he, you know, he has his father, but he doesn't really have his father. He has no relationships, nobody to really talk to. And Anya becomes his his buddy, his tutor, his pretty much like the one person who actually cares about him as a mm-hmm. human being. Because as much as his father, who is Richard, you know, is dutiful in his providing for Etienne, he, he doesn't really treat him as a as a person with interests because he i mean it's not really his fault i mean he has no idea what he's doing fatherhood was thrust upon him well he had no clue that he had a child right so like all of this was like brand (laughs) new to him he had no idea about any of it but this is part of where anya becomes so key in etienne's life um and i just I, i love their relationship and how sweet and understanding she is and how she tries to bridge that gap between richard and etienne um Mm-hmm. And uh, her relationship with, with Shona is just so it's it's hilarious, yeah, but it's also very relatable as somebody who has siblings, um, because she's it, it it cracks me up sometimes like the way that that she interacts with Shona and she's like Shona, you know, and it's like hilarious, <laughs> like you know you, you can practically <laughs> picture them as little kids with Anya running around after her sister, being like, no, let me play with a dolly, you know, whatever. That was, that was my you're, attempt you're, at an Irish you're accent. You're showing up your Irish <laughs> accent. That's amazing. Thank you, you haven't been watching you. enough Down Abbey. You need to hear some more Branson talk. <laughs> yes, that, that must be it. I, what I'm missing in my life is more Branson, apparently. Um. <laughs> I mean, we're all missing it, but that's a different, that's a different episode. <laughs> that's a different episode. But yeah, so I... And her... Now, and like, this is where it gets tricky, though, with Anya, because she's so dependent on her sister and mm-hmm. there's a codependence there for sure but as much as as Anya tries to express that she's capable of doing things on her own to her sister that she doesn't need all of the supervision she still runs to her constantly and is uh pretty much blowing up her phone and you know demanding she's like mm-hmm. tell me you love me tell me you love me you know from her all the time and I don't know I, I feel like there's a lot of of that relationship where it can be a little bit maybe more of a detriment to the both of them and they're both actively participating it participating in the parts that are detrimental to both of their lives but you know it's again like like i like i said a little bit ago she just got out of of treatment for really a very deep episode of of depression so you know and not really having very many other people in her life it, it it must be hard to deal with that way so it, you know it, it's hard to fault her for wanting so much reassurance and so much attention but at the same time sometimes i'm just like oh yeah let go you know it, it's 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 hard yeah one of the things i thought was interesting about um when you had me when you told me to watch the show is i'm the youngest and you're the oldest Mm-hmm. So coming and viewing sibling relationships from the youngest point of view versus the oldest point of view is something that I feel like you and I always have a little bit of, not conflict, but interesting conversations about about different perspectives because there is a vast difference, especially like I'm the youngest of two, you're the oldest of three. And the difference between the baby in 
three children yeah. family <laughs> versus a two children family is even greater. But I, I really do. I love Anya and I think she is doing the best she can. She's really just, she's trying to work through her stuff. And I feel like her calling her big sister is something that would just naturally be something that you would do. It might be a, a bit more excessive, but I love her. I love how much she loves her job. Mm-hmm. Like so many times when you see, um, and this is one of the things I actually really like about the depiction of mental health issues in this show is a lot of times when you see mental health issues, it's like the person doesn't have a job or they hate their job and they don't have any good relationships. And it's just like all these external things are happening and that's why they're depressed. And that's why they're going through this episode. And this does a really good job. Like she has people who love her. She has a job that fulfills her and still depressive episodes can happen. Right. Which I think is really, really important because depression does not just wait, is not just for someone who's lonely or unhappy in their life in general. She was, she has a good life and she has people who love her, but it still, it still happened. Yeah. And I think, and it's still something that she is experiencing and struggling with. And I think that's something that was really important. And it's not the main focus. It's not something that the show like harps on constantly, but it's also not like downplayed or made a mockery of or anything like that. I think she is hilarious. I think she absolutely uses uh, jokes and comedy as a defense mechanism, as a way to distance herself from people and, and having real connections. And you kind of see why when she has a connection with one of her friends that she made while she was in treatment. And when they get too close, she kind of pushes away and backs off a little bit and then tries to get closer and then he backs off and it, mm-hmm. and, and other things happen. And how deeply that affects her, I think I have... I have some issues with her, not her relationship with NTN. Um, I think that's a beautiful and a wonderful relationship. I think it's not the best idea when she's like literally just out of treatment to have into a very complicated relationship with somebody without telling them about what's been going on yeah. with her so they can, so he can help her or at least be aware of any triggers she might have or any reasons that she might be behaving the way that she is and also spoiler he is a client right yeah (laughs) but the the thing too is that that also kind of taps into the whole idea of the stigma the stigmatization of discussing mental illness and Mm -hmm. you know you know what is he going to think and how will he react to this and what they have is is so fragile and she wants it so badly that yeah. that it, it's 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 kind of hard to fault her. But well, and she I think... and and the reason why she should have discussed it with him isn't so much for him; it's for her, because if mm-hmm. he comes to find out some other way, and he decides, but I think it's not... for both of them. Because if you, I think it's for both of them though. Because if you care about somebody, you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to intentionally or unintentionally bring pain on them uh, to them um but another thing i 
that I do like about this show with its depiction of mental health and this relationship in particular is there is zero indication that he would have a problem or he would be upset or make her feel bad about the things that she's been going through. But she's still scared to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. No. Because I feel like that's very normal. It's not like, it's not like, oh, I don't want to tell him because he's going to be a giant asshole and he's not going to love me or he's not going to care about me or anything like that. It's just, this is something that's hard for people to talk about. And I think that's important to show that you can be in a, you can be in a good relationship and not feel quite comfortable for that. Right. But I also think that, you know, Sorry. the persona that she presents is so sunny and so carefree and cheerful. And mm -hmm. he even comments on it. He, he says to her at one point, I love that you're so up. And, you know, she kind of not melts down, but she kind of has, she goes into an episode for like a few days right after that. And sometimes like that, that can be a trigger because you're, it's being pointed out to you that you're not being your, your most authentic self or that the persona that you're putting forth isn't the full picture. So, and you know, Richard certainly mm -hmm. didn't do that to hurt her. He doesn't even know about any of this, but it, it's, it's part of why it's so hard to present everything that you are and fear putting relationships mm -hmm. at, at risk because it's, it's almost like he's going to catch me in a lie. And the big lie is that I, I'm not who you think I am. But it's also why it's so important to have that conversation so your partner isn't telling you something that's going to trigger a episode that lasts a few days after that. You know? right. And I think, that's, like, what's, I think that's what's so cool and nuanced about... Well, exactly. Right. But that's... All, that's we're, the relationship is fairly new and I yeah. understand that, but I think that's what I like so much about the depiction of this relationship is um, these are, and and I think this is a great way to kind of segue into our thoughts about Richard, is these are two good people who genuinely are trying to make it work and care about each other. And it was really easy. It's really easy to make Richard seem like a total skis. Right. It totally would be. Um, and it could But he be. doesn't. Right. No, and, and he's not because even with... Um... Because my, my thoughts on, on him generally revolve around his relationship. Because really all we know about him is his through his relationship with his son and with with Anya. And with Etienne, he's kind of aloof because, like you said, you know, he didn't even know that he had a son. And by the way, everybody, you know, if you have kids, make sure that you've updated your wills so that your child goes to somebody that, I don't know, maybe somebody that you know, as opposed to the father that they've never met. Mm -hmm. because that was i, I feel like that and, was so... and Tian, just as a as an aside he's 14 yeah so this is not a young child this is a teenager mm -hmm. who's and and i feel for him because Antian is french right and doesn't speak english very well which is why anya even comes into the picture and so even though richard speaks french there's still a bit of a language barrier and this poor kid and Richard also are living with, and Richard never planned on having children. Right. And suddenly he is the father to a teenager that he never knew about, who just lost the only parent that he's ever known. And has been pulled and, from a and, whole country like to another. A whole culture and everything. Yeah. Stranger. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's, there's so much mm -hmm. going on with Richard and Etienne. And in a lot, in a lot of ways, it's, 
it's a really sad situation um, for for both of them. But, you know, I feel like Richard is doing the best he can. I swear this is a comedy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this show is funny. funny. It's seriously funny. It's seriously funny. I mean, and part of the reason that We're I was so excited. Really deep, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Um, part of the reason that I wanted to watch it in the first place is because I love Ashley and B's comedy. I've been watching her her comedy for mm-hmm. a few years now, and I love her. She was also on that show with Paul Rudd, which I never got around to watching. The, the one where he's like more than one person. I forget what it's called. Yeah. That's all. I, like, I heard Paul Rudd. <laughs> I got so excited, I started to choke. <laughs> he started to gag on the idea of, of Paul Rudd, but in the best way. And the glory of Paul Rudd. <laughs> I think, is it Living With Yourself? Living With Yourself, yes. So Ashley and B was in Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd. And I didn't get around to watching that show, but I really wanted to watch this one because she's the star of it. And I just love her so much. Um, but yes, it's because she's she's hilarious. She's she's, she's a great comedian. So it's, it's funny. We promise. Yeah. This show is funny. It, it And that's one of the things is it's, it deals with mental health issues. It deals with a lot of really interesting stuff, mm-hmm. but it's it's very funny. I was laughing out loud and kind of getting weepy all within one episode. It's yeah. just, they do a really good job of balancing the light and the dark. It's so complete. Not, and I promise our show is a comedy too. <laughs> We're funny people. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now Richard, right. not Black Jack Randall. Richard. God, no. Um, and then his relationship with, with Anya, I mean, he's, He's rightfully reluctant at first to get into anything with her because, I mean, he's already dealing with a very difficult experience with Etienne being in the picture mm-hmm. and, you know, the uncertainty that having a child, not, not you know, let alone a teenager brings into your life. Um, and he's, he finds himself becoming attracted to Anya because she is so very very charming she is just like incredibly charming mm-hmm. um, it, it's hard to not like her and I think that's part of of that um personality when you are kind of trying to keep people at bay one of the best ways to do it is to be so charming that they can't not like you but also in the same way so that they you're not letting them in far enough that they can get keep to know all of you. yeah exactly um and there, there, there are some times where, where you're just like, is he kind of a snob? Because it kind of feels like he is kind of a snob. And a couple of times he, he does and says some things where you're just like, you're kind of a snob, dude. Um, but I, I love him. I really do. I think he's, he's, he's doing the best he, he can. Um, I don't agree with their idea to keep their um, budding romance from Etienne because um, I don't I don't know it's like they're they are the two most important people in his life at this point and on the one hand yeah if things don't work out then that could be devastating but on the other hand it's like figure it out because you're the grown-ups in the room and you're having this whole separate relationship and, yeah. and he comes back from France Suddenly his tutor is no longer his tutor because they don't think it's it's right for the tutor to also be sleeping with the dad, which, you know, agreed. But it just shakes everything up. Well, and that's not even it. Her boss finds out. And yes. that's kind of what 
really is the the catalyst there we go that causes them to switch it up which is appropriate i mean to be perfectly honest i could see like for the first month or so maybe being like let's just kind of feel this out and it's the same kind of thing if you're a single parent dating kids you don't want to just be like here's your new dad right <laughs> um but etienne has I feel like has gone through so much loss and trauma that if they could kind of date a little bit on the down low and then realize, okay, this isn't going to work, but we can still pull back from it and keep a professional relationship. Then I think that was the smart move, but they kept it up for like, for a while. I felt like they were seeing each other for a while. Yeah. Because it was like, as soon as Etienne left and not only, you know, cause Etienne saw them kissing, they didn't notice, but he saw them kissing. So it was like, not. Yeah. Right before. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I really like Richard. I think they did a good job because he could have seemed like a ginormous creeper. So he's not a little bit older than Anya. He is 46 and I feel like she's like late 20s, early 30s. Right. Like there's there's a fairly significant kind of age gap in there, but he doesn't feel like a creeper. It never feels like he's trying to take advantage of her or, no, it, it or abuse that kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like of, of the two of them, she's more of the pursuer than he is. Yeah. Um, I thought the little thing when he had his birthday was just adorable. Oh, <laughs> That little, on. like, back and forth they had. That was precious. Um, I I get where he comes from with his awkwardness, awkwardness with his kids because I have a kid who is two years younger that I have been raising. <laughs> <laughs> that you've known about this whole and time. And I still... <laughs> I've known about this whole time and I have been raising and you know we there's no language barrier issue or anything like that and she also has her other parent um and I feel awkward talking to her mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes and uncomfortable because it's just like and I'm 10 years younger than Richard so I like I think about the generational gap between me and my child Mm -hmm. and how references don't necessarily line up but I've raised her right she knows a lot of the references that I (laughs) have been talking about she's been she's been begging to start watching Buffy and I'm like no we have to wait till you finish Shit's Creek and Supernatural then we can move on to Buffy I can't believe you're making her finish Supernatural before you move on to Buffy because she'll be at that for the next five years. What are you doing here? Well, no, she has to finish its Creek and one oh, okay. of them. She is watching Doctor Who with her dad. She has been watching all the Marvel shows and Supernatural and Shit's Creek and she started watching Friends. Okay? Oh my Something god. Something has to give and then we can then she, we can add Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but no, I completely understand that awkwardness, but it's it's clear that he's not to the point where like he loves Antian yet. Not right. and it's not like there's any mistreatment or anything like that. But he's in just an untenable situation. I couldn't imagine having a child that I never knew about thrust upon me mm-hmm. and completely changing my entire world. And he is doing everything he can to prioritize his son, which I think is admirable. And it's easy to be like, well, it's his son. But he didn't know about this kid. Right. He had no clue. It's not like he's like, yeah, I have a kid in France somewhere. Um, 
and his whole world has changed and he has made his kid a priority and i think that's fantastic i i like the very nice little blend of self-confidence and jealousy that we see from him yes like yes because i he, like he it it's the, it's the right blend it's not yeah it's not toxic jealousy or anything like that but he clocks when other men mm-hmm. are looking at at uh Anya, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just a little bit closer. Well, because like, the, just like make thing. the little comments, and and it's beautiful. I love mm-hmm. it, and it's and and that's like men listening. That's the sex. Go watch this. That's the sexy kind of jealousy. That's yeah. not like the scary possessive. That's like the ooh, <laughs> he wants. It, it's more like he realizes her value, and mm-hmm. he, he appreciates that other people also realize her value but it's also like but she's with me okay like you you, you can enjoy her company yeah. but like she's with me and and that's really in, on display when he's uh when they're around bradley bradley is anya's roommate and not only is he her roommate but they're they're good buddies and he knows everything about her including about the um mm-hmm. the treatment center so he actually knows more about her at this point than Richard does. And he's not only like cool with it, he's also very encouraging of her. He takes he takes care of her as best he can. Except he's for letting her supportive. sleep. Because he does he has loud sex and doesn't let her sleep. <laughs> um but he, he is he's very supportive. They're very supportive of each other. And there's th- this one scene where um Anya's being Anya and Richard like oh she she talks a lot doesn't she and Bradley's like yeah but I love that about her and and Richard's like well I didn't say that was a bad thing I just you know was mentioning that she and everybody's like yeah yeah <laughs> and I thought that was like really cute yeah. because well I feel like that's such a realistic kind of depiction of men interacting with each other mm-hmm. if they're both interested in a woman because there's no like overt signs of possessiveness like the jealousy or like I don't even feel like jealousy is necessarily the right word or possessive possessiveness because I don't feel like Richard sees her as his or as an object, but he is very much aware that she is a desirable person and other people are going to desire her and he has a job to do to keep her like he's like okay, it's up to me to keep her interested in me because mm-hmm. she has all these other prospects. Not like it's up to me to possess her and make sure all of these other men know that she is mine. Right. Thank you. Yes, you know what I you mean? put it perfectly. Yeah. I love him. I just, I love Which him. Which I love. And I don't know. I do. I adore him and it's so nice to see Tobias Menzies in a role <laughs> where he's not being awful. Like, as as like I because him. I love Tobias Menzies. Mm-hmm. I love this actor so much. He is handsome. He is brilliant he is he is a fantastic actor and he is just and he just tends to play actors that i want to i want to kill and like (laughs) strangle and even like the not bad characters i'm like you're still the worst right but he's so good so but okay so let's move on to to shona now he's so good and he's adorable and i want to snuggle him okay (laughs) What are your thoughts about about Shona? I am curious. I'm very curious. Well, you know, like you, you kind of. I have thoughts. I'm sure you do. Well, you kind of alluded to earlier how we have different viewpoints on sibling dynamics from our positions within our families, and with me, I I, I just I strongly relate to Shona in a, in a lot of ways because she's you know being the oldest sister, 
is one thing, but then being the oldest sister when your younger sister is going through something so traumatic and so difficult and kind of being her only life. And your mother is basically Oh yeah, your mother's kinda useless. Yeah. Um, but you're also kind of basically her only real lifeline because yeah, she has Bradley and Bradley's awesome and, and he's there for her. But it's it's very different from her relationship with, with her sister. And um, mm-hmm. and at the same time that she's frantically trying to keep her sister safe and alive, which is pretty much what the, the entire first season is, is, is just she's trying desperately to make sure that um, that Anya is thriving and not even thriving, just living because she's so scared that she will get another phone mm-hmm. call about her um, and have to go through all of this again. So, you know, that that's... It's a very scary position to be in to um, want to protect somebody and not having all the means to because they are an independent person. Um, you know, and it's uh, <laughs> it sounds awful. Because Damn, becoming an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what it is. You know, it's it sounds like an awful thing of like, oh, well, you know, if only she could control her sister. But there is a little bit of a little element to that where if you could wrap your sister up whom you love so much in bubble wrap and just feed them tea and and cakes all day and watch over them to make sure that they're safe as a big sister life would be so much easier because but it's it's almost the same thing and not to infantilize younger siblings but it's almost the same thing with kids minus the parental layer um mm-hmm. because you care so much and i mean i think in a healthy sibling sibling relationship where you care about each other um and there are boundaries it's easy but also when you don't have that added fear that they will cease to exist by their own hand because that mm-hmm. that's really hard to yeah you know i i can imagine that that's really hard to to contend with as somebody who understands that this is a, a, this is not an extension of you, this is a whole other person. Um, but I also think that you know Shona, not only is she dealing with with this and being available constantly to um, to to Onya, she's also dealing with her own life and her own kind of identity crisis, and um, you know she's. She's dating Vish at the beginning of the of the series. And Vish is a perfectly wonderful guy. He's so loving, like, oh my god, he is just so sweet, so handsome. Played by so Asif Manvi, who is Yes. Amazing. Asif I love Manvi him. is amazing. Yes. I love him so much. Like every time I see him, I'm like, oh, he's there. Um He's so cute. He is so freaking cute. Like I'm like, oh my god. I would totally marry Vish, no questions asked. But you know, this isn't necessarily what Shona wants. It's just kind of like, well, he's a but good guy. But she has questions. She has questions <laughs> because then she and Charlotte start, you know, having the the sex. And she's very confused about herself. <laughs> well, don't laugh at me. <laughs> the sex. The I sex. would love to have the sex. <laughs> They're having intimate relations. <laughs> Okay, so she starts having an affair with her co-worker, Charlotte. Yeah, and 
And then, like, just silence now. <laughs> well, like that's, and that's it. That's the end of it. Moving on. No, but she she doesn't. She's kind of adrift because she's like, who the hell am I now? You know, like, am I a lesbian? Am I, you know, she doesn't really know where she is in anything at this point. And I think she truly does love Vish, but I don't think that she wants to be married to him. You know, like she they've, mm-hmm. they've they've kind of made it clear that they're very different places in their lives see and i i would have a lot more um a lot easier of a time kind of not that i don't sympathize with her situation but she's in the middle of this crisis and i understand she's also dealing with her sister stuff and i think it's so interesting as coming from the younger sister perspective of this and being like um how smothering and overbearing that like constant vigilance on your older sibling just be like i like i'm an adult right like i under like it's one of those things where you like you understand how scared your sibling is and you don't want them to be upset or scared or anything like that but that kind of backfires on your older sibling because you're like well i'm not going to tell them the shit that i'm going through because i don't want them to worry even more so I understand she's in this really tough place. Shona's in this really tough place with her sister. Um, and she is in this t- tough place with kind of questioning her own sexuality and her identity and everything like that. But the thing that I have a hard time with that is she is dragging two people along with her mm-hmm. for this ride. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's bringing Vish along. And she may not be ready to marry Vish, but she sure says yes when he proposes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. publicly, she's dragging Charlotte along, who doesn't know anything about whether or not they're engaged until she gets to save the date. Oh, my God, which was brutal. the mail. And that's how she finds out that this woman that she's seen is engaged to somebody else. So, and on top of that, my issues with Shauna, because I do like Shauna. I think, okay, I think she is funny and caring and loving and Sharon Horgan I love her from the show Catastrophe which she's brilliant in also um, and she's brilliant in in this show but she can be so condescending and overbearing and really talks down to her sister about stuff like when her sister's like talking about a business venture like a legitimate business venture yeah with a partner this is something that she wants to do and it's something that she's good at it's not like a harebrained scheme it's basically just kind of the webification or the expansion of what she's currently doing and and doing it for herself rather than for somebody else shona is so condescending that she barely pays any attention to the meeting that she allows them to have Mm -hmm. and then doesn't bother to read the resumes or the proposals or anything like that. She just goes in there like she's doing this big favor for her baby sister, who is such a mess. Because I feel like... Right, yeah. I feel like part of Shona wants Anya to be a mess because that's the role Shona is comfortable in, is being the person who... She's very type A being the person who like takes care of everything and is taking care of her sister. She's comfortable in that role. Mm -hmm. And if Anya doesn't need her, then, then she has to focus on herself. If she can't focus on Anya and her problems, then she has to focus inward and, and on her stuff. And I think that's, it's well, and it's something that you can really empathize with, 
But at the same time, she is dragging people along with her on this journey and discovery and hurting them, knowingly hurting these people. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, not and even Charlotte points out. Really considering. Even Charlotte points out that it's like she she kind of needs Anya to be a mess in order to have an identity. Because mm-hmm. she has, yeah. you know, and this is somebody who's so accomplished and so amazing in her own right. Like she doesn't need this this uh, caretaker thing to be, I don't know if she feels like she needs to be useful in some way. She's tremendous. She and Charlotte started this company that um, directs investments towards um, towards startups that are marginalized. Yeah, yeah. The, the marginalized, sort of marginalized communities and, and that are um, eco-friendly and all of this, which is a fantastic thing to, to do from the ground up. Um, but she she does kind of rely on her role as as Anya's fixer, savior. To, yeah, her savior. Honestly, yeah. yeah, to make herself feel better about her role in the world, and probably it's like it's it's also probably like the one identity that is solid in her mind at this point because mm-hmm. she doesn't know who she is in relation to herself in her sexuality and in her. Her relationship with Vish and in her relationship with Charlotte, who is her business partner, but she knows who she is in relationship to Anya, and that's well. And I think that's even what's what's tough for her then is Anya starting to build this life and not need her as much, mm-hmm. and that's threatening her relationship, like that rock steady relationship, because her relationship is being, her her identity as being the savior and the caretaker. Anya is stifling herself from figuring out who the hell she is and it's also stifling her sister Mm -hmm. and when Anya starts to bristle underneath that loving control I guess is the kind of the way to put it because she's not actively trying to be controlling or anything like that she's Mm -hmm. just she's a big sister and she's she's a type A big sister who's Terrified, and who is you can kind of see has taken on a parental role more than a sibling role yes. recently because their mom is basically useless, right? Um, so when Anya starts, when Anya starts to bristle underneath that, that's when she starts to kind of act out a little bit. And when Anya's doing fine and she's and she's thriving, is when we see Shona kind of crumbling into herself. Mm-hmm both physically and we see her mentally and i think she does that so she doesn't have to right but she she not only kind of starts um falling apart but then she also starts to resent anya's um progress because Mm -hmm. that's when she yeah that's when she gets all you know high and mighty about giving them giving anya and, and james an audience at her her palace. Well, about that, she gets high and mighty about Anya's relationship with Richard. Yeah. She 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 does not want not that she doesn't want to, but she does not seem to see her sister as a full round well-rounded human being who is recovering. Right. She looks at her sister and she still sees who she saw before the show even started. Um, but that's kind of sh- but but I also feel like like that, that's kind of I have just- trouble because I do 
love her. Right. But she, I also want to slap her yeah. silly. Yeah. And but the thing is, like, part of the reason that that I can see where she's coming from is because in my role as the bigger sister, in my role as somebody who had a bit mm-hmm. of parental duty thrust on them um, at one point in my life. It's hard to let go. It's really hard to define yourself away from those relationships and from those roles. And, you know, and, and that's just without throwing in the very traumatic component of almost losing your sibling. So, and, and that's not to to say that, that's, that that makes her behavior towards her sister okay, but it definitely, to me... What, the way that she approaches things makes sense, even if I don't like it, because I know that at some point in my life, yeah, it's I was definitely understandable. Sister, you know what I mean? Like, like, I know my sisters have at some point had a conference and been like, what can we do to get her off our back? You know, like I could just imagine <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the messages flying back All and right. forth. Like, God, why is she like this? All right. I love that. I'm going to keep being like, guys, this is a funny show. <laughs> <laughs> It is sincerely a hilarious like, comedy, promise, okay? It's there a, are it's, laughs aplenty. It's a funny show. <laughs> Our show's funny, too. This is a little bit more of a serious episode, but that's okay, because we can do... like We do it all. Once in a while, we got to remind people... Once in a while, we got to <laughs> remind people that we're not just here to get drunk and be like, you're hot. <laughs> just once in a while. Just very rarely. Okay. Very rarely, yeah. So, Carl, I... I want to hear your picks uh, between Richard, Onya, and Shona. Oh, well, I am happy to report that I would bed Richard, wed Onya, and behead Shona. Which I know must become as a a bit of a surprise to you. The reasons why is because, okay, I would never marry Richard, I don't think. Or at least not at this point. Who knows what, hopefully there will be more and more seasons to watch the story progress. Because I would really love to see where they end up. But at this point, I wouldn't marry Richard. Um, I would wed Anya because I think she she really, like I said, she's such a caring person. She really loves the people around her and she tries so hard to to do right by people. And I, I could really see that as somebody that I would want to marry. And she's also great with kids. So, you know, that, that for me doesn't hurt seeing as how I have one. And I really <laughs> like them and I'd like to keep them around. And I'd have to be ahead with Shona because she's just too much like me. And we both know there can only be one Carla in their relationship. And that Carla can't also be a Shona. No matter how hot she is. <laughs> so tell me yours. Um, so I decided that I was going to bet on you, wet Richard, and behead Shona. And my kind of, like I see a lot of potential with Richard. And I think that's kind of where I'm lying. He also does not have, he has a roommate, but his roommate's his child, which is always nice. He's got a pretty nice, he's got a pretty nice place. (laughs) He does. He really does. No, but he, he genuinely seems to just be doing his best and wanting to improve himself and make a better life for himself and his child. And is He's he's doing the best he can, and I think there's a lot of room for him to grow. He's got a lot of his shit together, but he still has some growth that's going to happen, which I can you know help with. Um, I bet Anya because 
Um, I think she would be a great time. She would also be incredibly understanding. There's this whole storyline where Richard can't come. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because and it's because he's dealing he's dealing with a lot and it's all like on it all manifests in his penis. Yes. Basically. But <laughs> you know what? She is there for it. She is there and doing the work and like we hear about she's like, oh yeah, hands, mouth, feet, like everything is involved in trying <laughs> to make this happen. Dance. And she also doesn't make him feel yeah. She doesn't make him feel bad about it. She doesn't right. like yeah. shame him about it. She doesn't make him feel emasculated by it. She does research to see on her own to see how she can possibly help. And without making it like a big deal, she does what she can to kind of help him cross the finish line. I guess. <laughs> for, for, for better or worse. That's one way to put it. Um, and it's something, yeah, well, and it's something I love. Their communication, minus the vet, like, she's she's not telling him about her, her kind of past right now, which is a little thing. It's a little tough for me to say that I would marry her because I would want my partner to be open and honest with me about those kind of struggles. But their relationship is still fairly new. Mm-hmm. But other than that huge thing, a middly huge thing, the two of them do have really good communication with each other about other stuff. Um, and they generally seem to be on the page, same page about his son, except he did t- tell his kid without like yeah. <laughs> consulting her, which I was like, a big deal. Okay, dude, big, big I understand you, you, you're not used to having a child. So I have to give him a little bit of slack for that because he's not used to having a kid and didn't necessarily understand the important implications of what he was going to do. Um, And that leaves beheading Shona because I just, I do love her. But of these three characters, she is the one who has done some pretty deep betrayals, not just on Vish, but on Charlotte Mm -hmm. and herself. She is a bit of a hypocrite. And and I feel like it'd be hard for me to have her as an older sister, let alone as a spouse. And she does not seem to be able to relax enough in the bedroom to get shit done. <laughs> like even even during like video sex, she was very like. And I'm sorry, that was one of the most awkward things I think I had ever watched in my life. Well, she was busy thinking was about them trying to have zoom sex she was thinking about somebody else and then like the laptop falls she's got this weird little baby with vicious face on it like stuffy thing and he's and like he's just sitting in like this really brightly lit like basically on the couch just fully clothed but jacking up like oh yeah let me see your let me see your like i i i I guess maybe it's just me i just don't understand how any of I, I don't get it. There's nothing sexy to me it just about it. It me of the Mindy Project when Mindy and Casey are trying to have video yeah, and sex. Yeah, it freezes. And it freezes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole thing that happened. And I'm like, I don't understand how that's sexy. I get super frustrated when we're recording in our video freezes. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being like, I'm almost there. And then just nothing. <sighs> anyway. I'm sorry that that scene gave you blue balls. I'm so sorry. The internet is not Shona's fault, and I understand that. <laughs> um, but 
she seems the least genuine and true to herself and she seems to have her shit figured out the least of the three of them and she's hurting other people while she's figuring it out like Anya's figuring her shit out but she's not intentionally hurting anybody along the way Shona keeps making choices that hurts people Mm -hmm. while she's figuring her stuff out and I just feel like that's just too selfish for for me to want a bed or a wed which you is know, convenient because we agreed on that <laughs> well <laughs> I, i'm in the funniest position of agreeing with you about beheading her but partially disagreeing with you but not agreeing with my reasoning <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like because i i i, I feel like she doesn't have her stuff together any more than richard does I feel like in, in this whole trio, Anya has things figured out the most. Because at least she knows who but she is. But the difference between her and Richard, the difference between her and Richard is, though, Richard's not, like, actively hurting other people while he's doing it. We're not Except seeing any evidence of that. Well, we can't. But that's potential. Right. That's potential. We're seeing it actually <laughs> happen. I love how we agree on this and we're still arguing about it. Like... <laughs> We, yeah, we see her actively hurting people. We haven't seen really the after effects of Anya and Richard's relationship as far as NTN goes. Right. We haven't seen the the aftermath of that. So, Carla, how did you do? Did you guess me right? Oh, I guessed you so wrong. So, so wrong. I said that you would. You guessed me wrong? Did, I did. you guess that I was going to marry the white dude? No. <laughs> no, I thought that you were going to behead the white dude. I thought for sure that you would really? behead Richard. Yeah. I thought that um, I love him so much though. Yeah, but the thing is like I think we all I think we both love all three of these characters, but I think the thing that that would get you would be his his inability to connect with Etienne even after like what is it, like a year that Etienne has been living there and you mm-hmm. know like he, he he was even kind of like oh I, I i guess i'm coming to the train station or something because he's my kid. he's british he's english but that that's still you know like I, I, I still... <laughs> his son's not a dog or a horse <laughs> <laughs> wow wow that's some famous english stereotypes for you guys yeah. out there listening <laughs> We got it all here. We got the accents. We got the stereotypes. All we have to do is dump on their dental care. (laughs) We just have to dump on their dental care. And I did talk about how I got a crown. Yes, I did talk about my dental care today. How I got a crown. It's temporary, so it looks all jankety. (laughs) Anyway, so you thought I was going to behead Richard? I thought you were. This is interesting to me. Well, I thought that you would bed Anya, but wed Shona. Because, well, here's why. It's because, you know, like, and we haven't had this come up in probably like three months, but here I still am, where um, the people who would be, (laughs) the people who were like me, you would wed, and the people who were like you, I would wed. 
Mm-hmm. So, so that was like so here's i can understand where you would have that but so you were identifying with shona as a sister relationship right and so was i right i don't identify with i don't think of you in a sister relationship okay you know what i mean so so i you don't treat me like your little sister right because i you learned know? the hard way not to do that to people so, <laughs> right and i'm grateful because that's why we have this podcast and this best friendship so but i i i I understand your logic and understand your logic of me beheading richard um i do but i'm just joking um i got you completely correct oh of course you did of course you did completely correct um your reasoning not as correct like i didn't i thought the shona cheating and and leading two people on would be more of a factor for you than just that she's so much like you. True. Because I don't, I honestly don't see the two of you as being super similar people. But again, it's because I don't have you as my older sibling. Which count your blessings. Because, wow. Yeah. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. I'm glad that my sisters don't bother (laughs) listening to my show. I'm glad my sisters don't listen to, to my show. Because I can openly admit here that i was overbearing to a point i won't say i was awful because i was my sister i was okay my sister does listen but she is like 35 episodes behind okay so um yeah no i got you i got you completely right and i think as far as the final goes we can agree that we're gonna behead shona yes for our own our own reasons they don't have to be the same reasons <laughs> no but we, but agree, we on agree on it yeah so it just comes um, down to so to, to Anya or Richard yeah I have a real problem that she's not talked to him about her mental health issues because she's kind of setting their relationship up to fail in a little way because he is going to until he knows what triggers she might have Mm -hmm. he's going to keep inadvertently hurting her and upsetting her and those are things that she's going to be counting kind of against him but he doesn't know is happening so and i think it's interesting this is one of the shows that we're what we're doing and that's still continuing on like this is a show most of the shows we do this on have finished yes (laughs) so we can really kind of get into it but this is like where we are right now it feels like she's not, and I don't want to say she's lying to him or being dishonest because I can totally understand not wanting to to bring that in there. But if she's talking about the fact that she like she mentions that she loves him, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's important if you love somebody that you have to let them give them the opportunity to love you and and be vulnerable to them and i understand that's really hard and especially after she lost her friend right um to do that but i feel like she's not giving him a fair shake and i agree right i I agree that, that she's not but i feel like the reason that i don't see that as a total impediment is that she's just such a good person in general and i i yeah i i think that's one of those things where it, it's hard to be like well you know if, if i were in richard's shoes this is what i would do but i i just 
I, I just feel like the relationship is so new and he hasn't really bothered trying to see beneath the veneer. And I feel like we would. You know, like for him, he's perfectly happy with this very shiny person and he's not really. Um... I don't know if he, I don't, I don't know. I think he feels like he's missing something. Uh, and I think he may not have seen that so much until they, um, until they had gone out with his friend and his mm -hmm. friend really was objectifying her and, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and making him feel kind of gross about their relationship. And I think that maybe made him stop and, and take a second. Um, but he might just be taking her at face value. And this is something that is fun and, and uncomplicated in for him in a world that's very, very complicated for him. So I think he, I can, I can see how he, she might be concerned that he would flee when he realizes she's not as simple, not in the derogatory term, but right. But she's not as straightforward as she seems. Again, not in a derogatory <laughs> term. <laughs> As he might first appear to be, but and I do think part of that's on him because yeah, he's like this is her customer service yeah. persona. Yes, and I think it's on both of. But mm -hmm. I think that's on both of them. Like he should realize that this is her customer service persona, mm -hmm. and that may not be exactly. It's a it's a facet of who she is, but it's not all of who she is. But when they start seeing each other, and she doesn't drop the customer service persona. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's totally unreasonable for him to be like, well, this must be who she is. He mm -hmm. does defend her when James um, basically slut shames her, which I thought yeah. was really important. He does stand up for her. He stands up for himself. He never tries to hide their relationship except for his ho nosy housekeeper, which, yeah, which I mean, fair. Him? <laughs> fair. Like, honestly. Um, and I think him not telling Ntn is not because he doesn't. I think it's kind of a misguided way to protect Ntn right from potentially losing her. So I like I honestly I'm okay with betting or wedding either of them. I think they're both good, kind of damaged, yeah, wonderful people. Mm -hmm. I just like in my mind Richard is older. And I like older. <laughs> and he also has a house. And I guess we, when we it like comes, having a house. It comes down to it. He has he has property. Um and a steady we don't know what he does, but he has a steady job. Right. Um and if and and I don't feel like I would get a lot of pressure for the boning because when he's stressed out, he just <laughs> when he's stressed out, all you do is Yeah, okay. Are you going to do a sexy dance for him? Is that what you're saying? I feel like when it comes, but when it comes to the betting, Anya is the more reliable of the two. Yes, that's true. That's true. Like she's more true. like, she's more likely to get you across the finish line <laughs> and finish herself. Yes. She is the less work for the betting. <laughs> so I feel like we should bet Anya. You know, I, I, I We can really have hate... a thruple. We can have a beautiful triad <laughs> with them. I really hate that this is making so much sense to me. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Because... So we're going to bet Anya. Fine. She's amazing. She's absolutely she amazing. amazing. Um, but let's, let's, we're going to win. 
let's let's be real. Freaking I know fine. that you love her so much, I, I and I love, I love her, her so much, much also. Yeah. And you know like, she's clouding your practical judgment. She is because I, I love <laughs> Ashley B so much. I just I I absolutely love this character that she's created. I love this whole world that she's created. Um, I love it's beautiful. All the performances in it are fantastic, and I, I just you know mm-hmm. if she were ever to hear this, I just want to tell you like this show has just really touched me. And, and it just you know deep to the core it's it's amazing and it's wonderful you're, you're so talented it's wonderful yeah. it's i'm really glad you uh didn't you didn't even have to force me you were just like this is a show and i'm like okay <laughs> which i appreciate and so much you guys listening may not know you guys may not know i get very very stubborn what you about stuff like 20 years not reading or watching harry potter stubborn <laughs> Like, oh my god! I I don't I can't even and I try I can't even explain it like I, there's no explanation there's no justification for it I just the more somebody wants me to do something the more I dig my heels in and mm-hmm. just don't do it. But anyway, so our final judgment and if you have not watched this way up, uh, watch it. I don't know why you're still listening at this point. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, go watch it. It's twelve. It's twelve episodes. Go watch it. It's really really good. Um, it's funny. You may not realize, but it's funny. It's from very our funny. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's keep telling you guys that we're funny, and this show is funny. I promise. If we say the words, anyway, they'll believe so us. So we decided, yeah, we decided we're gonna bet on you, wed Richard, and behead Shona because there's really there's nothing else to do. <laughs> um, and until next week, when we talk about Superstore, I'm Meg and I'm Carla. Thank you for listening to Bed, Wed, Behead. We'd love to hear from you. We are open to suggestions for more character trios, to your feedback, and in lieu of a celebratory bottle of wine, we also accept praise and adulation. You can find us on Twitter at Bed, Wed, Behead Pod, through our Instagram, bed.wed.behead.pod, on Facebook at Bed, Wed, Behead Pod, and you can also send us an email. That's bedwedbeheadpod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and subscribe to Bedwedbehead on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pod on. And don't forget to share us on your favorite social media. Thanks. Bye.